السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على النبي المصطفى وبعد Today we are with Surah Al-Kawthar Allah says in the Quran إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ الْأَبْتَرِ This is the shortest surah in the Quran with regard to the number of ayahs in this surah The shortest surah in the Quran But the sh a short surah does not mean it's a small surah does not mean it's not an important surah. Even it, it may be the surah we use to speed up our salah. But that doesn't mean that every word in there has a lot to think about and a lot to reflect on. The first is Allah's ayah, إِنَّا al الْكَوْثَرِ What is Al-Kawthar? Allah says, indeed we have given you, O Muhammad Al-Kawthar. On the authority of Anas ibn Malik, the Prophet's close companion, radiallahu anhu, in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet wasallam, the, the background and the context in which this surah was revealed is quite beautiful. Um, the hadith says that he was, you know, like resting. Uh, he kind of, he napped, he, he, he kind of dozed off. Then he, he looked up smiling. And they said, why are you smiling, Ya Rasulullah? And he says, uh, just now a surah has been revealed to me. Allah just now revealed a surah to me. And he recited this surah, Surah Al-Kawthar. And then he said, Atadruna mal kawthar Do you know what Al-Kawthar means? So Allah says, we have given you Al-Kawthar. What is Al-Kawthar? They said, we don't know. Allah and His Messenger know best. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, فَإِنَّهُ نَهَرٌ وَعَدَنِيهِ رَبِّي عَزَّ وَجَلُ عَلَيْهِ خَيْرٌ كَثِيرٌ the Prophet says that this Kawthar is a pond or a river that Allah has promised him um, on the Day of Judgment, that it will be a pond or a river in paradise. There is so much goodness in it. And it's a, it's, a, it's a pond or a fountain that his ummah, only his ummah can drink from. Only his people, the people uh, that he called to Islam, us, uh, his companions and everyone after them. The cups or its vessels to drink from that, from that pond or that river are equivalent to the number of stars. Meaning there's, there's just an endless amount of cups surrounding this river for, for us to drink from. Um, so... One, one, one person from my ummah um, ends up kind of turning around and breaking off from the group. You know, the entire ummah comes to drink from this pond. And one person just ends up breaking off from the group. So the Prophet ﷺ asks Allah, Rabbi innahu min ummati, that person is from me, my ummah, my people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds, فَيَقُولُ مَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثَتْ بَعْدَكَ You don't know what your ummah did after you left. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ responds by reciting an ayah from the Qur'an. Um, uh, which is the same, which is an ayah that, that in the Qur'an is, is on the tongue or in the speech of Isa alayhi salam. He says, إِن تُعَذِّبْهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ عِبَادُكَ Oh Allah, if you punish them, they are your slaves. وَإِن تَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ فَإِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ If you forgive them, then you are the mighty and the most wise. Um, the Prophet ﷺ He's gifted this blessing of a pond, a river, an endless river in paradise. In another hadith, he mentions that it's, it's uh, sweeter than honey and tastier than milk. Um, 
And he's asked in, in another hadith that, you know, how will you know who are your ummah? Because if this river is, this, this gift is for you and your people, how will you know who, who are your people and who, who's just a, you know, a random person you don't know about? He said, I will know my people because they will have the signs of wudu on them. The brightness of their face and their hands and their feet will be the signs that they were doing wudu in this world and that will show on them on the Day of Judgment. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here in three words, We indeed have given you Al-Kawthar. What a thing to make the Prophet happy, pleased, you know, at rest. No matter, you know, in, in this world, how difficult the desert of Arabia was, how hard a time the, the, you know, the people of Quraysh gave him, how much persecution he went through, there is an afterlife in which he will have a hawd, a pond, a river, an endless river, um, you know, only for him and, and his ummah. And this gift Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um, and is min khasa'isi hadhi ummah it's, it's something that's special or specific to this ummah, to us, to Muslims who came after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After mentioning this gift, after mentioning uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him, now one thing uh, important to mention is that other mufassirin, other scholars of tafsir, say that al-kawthar means all gen generally all good. Mubalagatun min al-kathra. It means just Allah will give you so much good. But because there's a very specific hadith explaining what Al-Kawthar means from the Prophet Sallallahu himself, um, this is uh, the author's opinion, Shaykh Salih Al-Usaymi's opinion. So Allah says, indeed, we have given you Al-Kawthar. And uh, in the context of the surah, it's revealed, uh, it's revealed uh, in Mecca, um, according to some accounts, that it's revealed in Mecca, it's revealed before the Prophet's migration, when he is still under persecution and torment and mockery from, from disbelievers and, and so are the Muslims. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this surah to give him an uplifting, a motivation that this is what we have reserved for you in paradise. And so, when Allah mentions a blessing, he tells the Prophet وسلم, how to be grateful for that blessing, how to thank that blessing. It's not enough to be aware of a blessing. Uh, we have to know what to do. And thankfulness is not something that we pay lip service to on the tongue. It's something that shows in actions. فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ Pray to your Lord. Pray salah to your Lord. وَنْحَرْ And slaughter. I.e. slaughter meat uh, with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why these two acts of worship were specified? Why, why couldn't he thank Allah in other ways? Of course, thanking Allah is a general thing, but Allah specifies these two acts of worship. Salah and an-nahr, sacrificial meat. The first salah, why is salah? Because salah involves in it the humility of your limbs and the humility of our heart in front of Allah. And why an-nahr? An-nahr because it involves sacrifice. It's a symbol of sacrifice. To spend your money, it's not, it's not cheap to buy a goat or a sheep or a chicken or, or some, some kind of meat. It's also not easy, especially in today's mass farming age, to, to eat something which has, been, which has been ethically slaughtered with the name of Allah mentioned, ethically slaughtered, you know, ethically grown, farmed and slaughtered. And, and so this is actually not, not an easy act of worship to make sure that what we eat is halal, to make sure, and, but it has the, the embodiment of sacrifice, that to, to give up something for the sake of Allah. And we know that sacrifice in Islam, or this, the ritual that we do on Eid, when Eid al-Adha, when we sacrifice a goat or a sheep, it finds its roots in the practice of Ibrahim alayhi salam, when Allah made him see a dream of him, you know, slaughtering his son. And Ibrahim alayhi salam comes to his son, Ismail, a very beloved son who he waited for for a very long time to have. 
Then he says to him, Ismail, inni ara fil manami anni adbahuk. I see in a dream that I am slaughtering you. Fandur madha tara tell me. What do you see? What do you want me to do? Qala ya abati. He says, oh my beloved father, do it. Follow Allah's command. Falamma, you know, when Ibrahim was just about to, when his, his sword or the knife was on the throat of his son Ismail, أَسْلَمَا وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ وَنَادَيْنَاهُ أَيَّا إِبْرَاهِيمُ Allah called him, oh Ibrahim, قَدَ صَدَّقْتَ الرُّؤْيَا You've passed the test, you've fulfilled the dream. So, uh, but this idea that Ibrahim السلام, are you willing to sacrifice your son for my sake? Are you willing to, to, to give off? I mean, we are not willing to give off simple things, simple luxuries of this world. We're not willing to give up our time, 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day. We're not willing to, to, to give up our comfort. And so, salah is one thing, and nahar, sacrifice, is another thing. But these are the two acts of worship Allah tells the Prophet to engage in, to thank him for this eternal blessing, this beautiful river in paradise. Then after that, Allah mentions another blessing. So Allah mentions the blessing of Al-Kawthar. Then Allah mentions another blessing, which is, إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ الْأَبْتَرِ Your hater, شَانِئَكَ أَيْ مُبْغِضَكَ شَانِئَ means somebody who's a hater, who is an enemy to you, who dislikes you. He is the one who is cut off. And the context of this, this last ayah in this surah is that there was a man called uh, Ka'b ibn Ashraf. And, and some scholars say this, this uh, ayah is related to Abu Jahl, who was a, an enemy of Islam in Mecca. And uh, Ka'b ibn Ashraf, he comes to Medina, he comes to Mecca from Medina, and the people around him, the people of Mecca, they say to him, who's better, us or this this kind of cut-off person from your, from your people? Who's better, us or Muhammad? So he says, you guys are much better. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, he says, oh Muhammad, you're not cut-off, they are cut-off. And, and what, why did they use this word, uh, abtar, to describe the Prophet What happened was the Prophet Muhammad his sons passed away and his daughters remained. And so Al-Qasim, his son Al-Qasim, Abdullah, Ibrahim, three sons of his passed away in his lifetime. Um, and we know uh, from the Arabic language that they would call somebody who had no sons abtar, cut off. Because this person's last name, his lineage, would not continue across the generations. He would have no one to carry the legacy forward. Unfortunately, this was the jahiliyyah, the darkness and the ignorance with which they viewed society. They favored sons over daughters. Um, our Prophet wasallam, when his son passed away, people started mocking him. This man is, is cut off. He's not going to have any, any legacy. He's not going to have any children. He's not going to have anybody to carry the name Muhammad. Allah says no. The person who hates you, O Muhammad, he is cut off. Today, the Prophet wasallam, may, he may not have had a, a son, uh, he, he may not have had Al-Qasim or Ibrahim or, or Abdullah to live on, to carry his name. But how many people in the world today are named Muhammad? How many people in the world today are named Muhammad after him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? How many people are today, they have a love for Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? They try to practice his teachings. So, in, in essence, although Allah uh, took away from him the blessing of a son, Allah gave him the blessing of an ummah, a massive, massive family. And that's why uh, one of the points of reflection from that is, whoever does not have a family, their family should be the body of Muslims, the Muslim ummah.
we should have this, this connection, this fraternity, this family feeling, this bond between us. That somebody who doesn't have a son, he finds a son in a young boy of this ummah. Someone who doesn't have a parent, finds a parent in, a, in an uncle or an auntie or a, a, an, a, an elder in, in, within this ummah of Muslims. That we, we keep each other company, we, we, we give each other comfort, we, we, we find home in each other. And the Prophet wasallam's hate, the hate that he received is of two types. One is بُغْضُ شَخْصِهِ To hate him as a person. And the second was بُغْضُ هَدْيِهِ To hate his guidance or to hate his teachings. And both come under the idea of hate. And this ayah is not specific to that person, Ka'ib ibn Ashraf or Abu Jahl or any person who, who hated or said something about the Prophet It's anybody after that until the Day of Judgment as well. Anybody who hates the Prophet's guidance or his personality, his, his, him as a person is maqtu'a min al-khayr, they will be cut off from any source of good. If not in this world, then in the hereafter. The, such a person will never find, will never find themselves um, remembered for 14 centuries. That person, eventually, once they pass away, their ideas pass away. 50 years, 100 years, 150 years, nobody will remember them. But the name of Muhammad will always be remembered. It will always be remembered. And so this is Allah's uplifting message to the Prophet Don't bother with what people are saying. You continue your message. Don't bother with, with what, how people are commenting about you, the test that you had of losing your son. You are not cut off from anything because khayr, goodness is from Allah. It's not from money or children or sons or tribal attachments. It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turn to Him. As-salatu wa nahra Sacrifice for Him and pray salah to Him. Forget everything else. It's all noise. It's all crackle on the radio. And remember the one important thing. الله تعالى إن قل إن صلاتي ونسكي ومحياي ومماتي لله رب العالمين سيئ محمد that my salah my sacrifice my living and my dying is only for Allah Lord of the worlds لا شريك له وبذلك أمرت وأنا أول المسلمين there is none equal to him none associated with him nothing more important than him that's what I have been ordered with and I am the first of the Muslims so this surah, Surah Al-Kawthar, is, is, is an uplifting surah, a blessing, a gift to the Prophet He's told how to thank for that gift, what to focus on, and at the same time he's comforted from, from the, the, the mockery, the jeering, the insults of his enemies, and he's promised that that person is not going to be remembered, whereas you, O Muhammad, you will have, even if you don't have, if you lost your son, you have gained a massive family who will remember your name, and whose name, they, your name, they will mention next to Allah's name until the Day of Judgment. What an honor, what a prestige. One other thing we can reflect, a point of reflection on this surah, is Allah does not take something away from you, except that He gives you something as well. Whoever has lost a son, lost a job, lost a spouse, lost a parent, don't think that لا تحسبوه شرا لكم Don't think that this was bad for you or evil for you. بل هو خير لكم There is some good in it. When Allah closes one door, He opens for you another. But we have to be wary and conscious of those blessings. We don't know that Allah um, may have taken the Prophet son from this world but gifted him a river in paradise. If Allah takes away from us something in this world, we don't know what, through our patience, Allah may gift us in paradise. A house in paradise, a, a, a river in paradise, a gardens beneath which rivers flow. We don't know what waits for us in paradise. Allah says in the Quran, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنْ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Nobody knows what is hidden for them in, in terms of reward. Rewards that will cool their eyes and, and reassure them in the afterlife as a reward, 
as a compensation for what they were doing in this world. So hope for that, seek for that, and know that if Allah takes something away from you, He will give you something as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most wise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most kind, the most merciful to His slaves, and none is more merciful than Him. So this surah is a surah of upliftment and hope. What are your reflections on this surah? What are your thoughts in this surah? Do share and do think and do share your thoughts with your family. Barakallahu feekum. Wassalamu alaikum.